Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Pennington. Today, we have a kind of a special episode lined up. It's an interview I had with Brandon Schwab. So Brandon's part of our Investment Fund Secrets um, inner circle. We did a one-on-one coaching call and we were chatting and I said, Brandon, you got to come on the podcast and share about your investment strategy and about your fund that he's about to launch here. So anyways, I, I called him up. We did an interview. Excuse the audio on here. He's in Florida. And um, anyway, so the audio is a little bit bad, but the content is amazing. Brandon is doing senior assisted living center. So anybody involved in real estate, but they're doing it with a unique twist. He is doing not big, huge, you know, 200, 300 unit places. He's converting homes, just a regular home into five to 10 beds. And they are netting 20 grand a month to him. Anyways, you're going to love this episode. He walks through this whole strategy. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Pennington. Today, we have a special guest with us. Brandon Schwab. Uh, this is going to be a really fun interview, guys, already. Um, I'm excited to sit down with him. Brandon, we actually, so Brandon's a member of the Investment Fund Secrets mini course. He hopped on a one-on-one coaching call with me a couple weeks ago. And I was like, Brandon, this is amazing. You got to come on the podcast and share with other people what is going on with your, with your current companies and then what he's doing to put this into a fund. I know it's great. Yeah. We, can, we can interview people that are, you know, $30 billion fund and they're on top of the world. I like to bring people on that are, are small, getting started or hustling or just getting yep. it done right now in 2019, 2020. So anyways, Brandon, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, brother? Oh man, I am awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're excited to have you. And Brandon, we just, we just finished talking. His, him and his, his, his baseball team that he coaches and his son, just tell him about what you just won. I want to hear real quick. We are at the Disney New Year's Classic. Um, it's a baseball tournament where there's teams from all over the country. I, I have been coaching his baseball team for about five years now. We have been coming down to this tournament for the past three and we were there and here's a picture of the two of us. We were actually, uh, um, in a event where our team was five and oh, and in the final champion game, we were up by four the whole game the top of the final inning, we gave up like a ton of just runs. We were down by three. Um, he had bases loaded, and he had an infield hit that drove in the 10th guy to to uh, put his team on top. Awesome. That's that's exciting. So, yeah, you're out of – so, excuse the audio and you're listening. We're, he's calling in from, from Florida right now, just like just hot off this win, championship um, um, walk-off we'll hit from your son. Anyways – and you're the coach too, which is just, just awesome. Yeah. So anyways, Brandon though, I'm excited to talk to you today. Brandon runs, you're going to tell us a lot about this, but has found a, a new niche in senior assisted living centers and just yeah. started, you know, from scratch. So anyways, Brandon, let people know, tell us your story, how you got into senior assisted living and how you've been able to scale this to amazing returns. Um, it seems like overnight a little bit, what you've done. Um, tell us your story and how you got started. Um, back um, before that, I opened up our first business when I was about 15 years old. 
Um, I did that for about 14 years. I was detailing cars, boats, and also RVs. Um, I did that forever. And then I got into doing homes. I was just wholesaling properties. Um, so I'd wholesale 20 to 30 deals per year. And then what would happen is I, so I was earning good active income, but I didn't have any passive income. And when Jeffrey turned about five years old, um, I, I built up a portfolio of about 23 homes that would produce passive in, that would pr produce passive income for me. You were just renting that out? What? Were you just renting the homes out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. and I found out quickly that um, to collect dollars from tenants was a, a pretty difficult thing to do. Um, and, and I had a couple times where I had to kick people out and it was bad. And um, I, so I was able to come home from one, one particular eviction where um, this gal's kid clogged the toilet and all three toilets to the point of the finished basement backing up with like poop. It was horrible. And on top of being like $8,000 into us, like I did it all personally. Like I, I pulled all of these things out and I came home that day and Jeffrey was only like five years old. And um, like, he asked me like, Hey dad, can we go out back and toss the ball? And it was just one of those days where I just wasn't into doing anything other than like just taking it easy. Well, kids are going to be kids and they keep, they keep asking and asking. It came to a point that I kind of turned into a person that I was like, Hey, I, I can't do it today. And his face kind of went blank. And I was kind of like, what the hell am I doing? I, I got into this whole business thinking that I would have time to, to do all of these things. And it just kind of turned out different. Um, those big companies out there that teach you that doing all these homes are easy. It, they don't tell you that part. It was a very eye opening opportunity. And uh, I, I got into it briefly because just my grandpa was in a big place. I mean, 200 plus beds. And it was a type of place that kind of had the odor that doesn't come off of you for two or three days. And after you get out of there, you really just don't feel good. When he had to have help, we pulled on a pull cord. And I kind of thought it, it, if you pull that, like people would just come like tearing over there to help you. Well, it, a thing that I thought was kind of interesting is they didn't come for like 15, 20 minutes. Like there just wasn't anybody. And I didn't, I was probably only 25 at the time and I really didn't get like, why wasn't there people coming to help him? So I would go out there to go get help and I probably didn't just handle things correctly or very politely. I was probably pretty upset. I recall them coming there, but like, I thought afterwards, like, Hey, what did I just do to him? You know, like I was a total, I just thought like, did he get good care after I was gone? That kind of, that was a hard thing that I pushed that down pretty deep. About 10 years um, later, if you fast forward to 2014, I got exposed to a five bed home that cared for the elderly by Tampa. And I was a guy that I had 23 homes going. I kind of thought I had it all just figured out. I had passive income of 5,400. I kind of thought I had things figured out. And what happened was, is when I went into this place, I was kind of like, what is this? So I kind of did the whole like arm crossed and 
Um, I was like, what is this place? And I asked the girl in charge, like, what do they pay to be in here? Like $1,500 or $2,000 per month. And I got the dirtiest look I've ever seen in my life. And this girl goes, huh, and just kind of kept on walking. She didn't even answer me. <laughs> so I was kind of like, what the hell was that? And I called her the day after and the girl goes, Brandon, I apologize. I, I thought um, you were just tossing out just figures because they begin at 5,100 a month. Coming back from Tampa, back up to our um, hometown is about 22 hours. Well, because I've got two kids that we tend to hit every other exit like the whole trip coming home. I, I had like 28 hours to like think through and I couldn't figure out how their expenses were any higher than $15,000 per month. And then I go, holy crap, that one house of five people in it is outperforming all 23 of our homes two times per month. And that's when I got out of that business and I jumped into this. I bought our first house in uh, October of 2014. I opened it in 15 for the past three years that house in a town of 832 people has been fully occupied. So, wow, that's that. And I love that you stayed with your 23, 24 rentals after the toilet incident, by the way. That's like, oh, and it's toilets and termites, right? It's like what they all say. Um, it was horrible. <laughs> so tell us about these homes, right? So you bought a home, you, you figured, why, did, why not play with, you know, 200 units or go big, right? Why would you stay with just a home eight beds, eight, 10 beds. Why, why stop there? Good question. Um, because I've been into daily places, I had a very good clue of what I didn't just want to do. And the 200 bed places, I can't put a finger on it, but they definitely have a, a particular odor to them. And they have like an institutional type feel. When I was in this house with five people by Tampa, it was completely different. It was a house and everyone in there was happy. And Kelly's dad um, was playing the piano and it was just completely different than anything I have ever seen. So I was able to come home and I found out in Florida, there's about 1800 of these homes. And I kind of felt dumb because I was in the business for five years and I haven't even heard of this concept. And I believe in California, there was 2,800 of these homes. I go back to our um, home state and there's 55 in the entire state. So I go, are you kidding me? So I check in our county of 308,000 people, which 40,000 of them are over 65 years old. And I find out that there's 40,000 people and there isn't any of these homes in our entire county. So I jumped in, I found the biggest, just one floor property I could find, which was, um, I, I found a 4,880 square foot house on about three acres, bought it off the MLS. It was on the MLS for 500,000. The days it was on there was over 500. So we bought it for 250 grand. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> so we got a good deal, but it's in a town of 832 people. So keep in mind, like, this isn't like a booming MSA of 500,000 people. It's 832 people. So we build it, right? And, and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. So I overbuild everything. I invest $550,000 into this house. So this place is great. And it has 10 beds because I was exposed to a five bed business by Tampa. And I thought, well, what if you do 10 in a really, really big house? When I got going in our first house and I took our first couple people in, we filled up pretty quickly. I had four people within about the first 
120 days. And then our fourth person, her daughter cut hair. And her daughter that cut hair told everybody. And we went from four people to 10 people within a period of maybe like just 60 days. And we had a house that I had $800,000 into that was bringing in a gross income of over 50 grand per month with expenses of only 30 grand. And I said, holy crap, I'm onto something because the entire goal of even getting into this business was to earn 10,000 passive income each month. And I doubled it on our first house. And I'm thinking like, that's awesome. But then a thing that I was able to pick up after that is as we were able to expand it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the earnings. It has the opportunity to help people and to give back in atmosphere. Because if you think of these bigger places, I mean, you think about a person that's been in their own home for 50 to 80 years. How comfortable do you think they feel going into a, a big building with 200 plus people? It's a very different atmosphere. So our 10 bed home is in this tiny little podunk town of 800 people. And I have a property that's clear in 20 grand per month. I got it a praise from Cushman and it a praise for 1.8. And I said, holy crap, I've got about just $1 million of built up just yeah. equity. Yeah. And a thing that happened is people kept calling. And I was like, okay, great. And after they kept calling and calling and calling, I was like, all right, well, then I guess we should open up a, a other home. Then home three and home four and home five and home up six. Fast forward to today, five years. I've got, um, I've got three homes that are open today. And um, I've got three of them that are going to be open by the first quarter of 2020. So I'll have approximately 78 beds in a couple, five years. And then I just figured out this past year that like, okay, going after in buying homes and turning them into this, like it just takes time. What if I just built a, a, a perfect home from the ground up? So we just bought just 7.2 acres of land. We got it fully approved uh, to build just 96 beds. Um, and we are finalizing financing and I have an option for the, in, in additional 4.53 acres that I can build in additional 48 beds. So total, I could add 144 beds in a period of about 12 months where it took me five years to come up with almost 80 beds. So we are building now and, um, we are building a perfect asset uh, with, with it's about 8,000 square feet per home, but compared to building 144 beds in a big building, it's, it's a bunch of individual type of properties that have just 16 beds each. So for people listening to what, I'm, what we're looking at is just specs for your, and your plan is not to put them all together in one big building, still keep the small home yeah. model, but just have a bunch of these homes next to each other bingo. but still in the small home which i think is awesome sticking to your model but just scaling yeah yeah bingo so by doing this i would i'm just blown away brandon of that first property making netting 20 grand a month in an 800 person town is just that's just incredible like how do you like and that's what you're saying too like these i've been managing 25 of these dumb homes and now i put one of these these facilities in and it's just just amazing in a small town too. I, anyways, that's, I just love that about your model 
And so as you moved to more properties and as you're building these new ones you're talking about right now in this new community, are they still, are you look, I like, is your strategy in small towns or in your same County or have you expanded? What like location wise, what do you look at? Our first house was the, the biggest, um, first off, it is hard to find properties today that are, that are over 3000 square feet that are all on, they can't go on two different just floors. They have to be on one floor. So those houses are hard to find. So this property I bought here on, on three acres, it was a financial planner's house and he built a office on his house uh, back in 2005. So he added a 2000 square foot office to his house that was currently 2880. So total, this thing is a huge property. And a thing that's interesting is we converted this to be a very cozy place that had uh, 10 beds total. And our average bed is 5,500 per bed. So with a 10% factor for open beds, we're still clearing 20 grand per month. And a thing that's interesting is in our entire county of 308,000 people, there isn't any of these. So I was pulling people from all over the place because I was the only option doing this. It was incredible. So as I began opening up other homes, I am targeting big homes, um, but they are easier to fill when they are in towns that have a bigger population, and particularly a population that's going to have the dollars to pay for it. Um, our um, home too was in the poorest town in, in our entire county. Well, that's taking about to to fill it up. We are over fifty percent occupied. We'll fill it up in about fifteen just months after. And so after I was able to open, compared to towns that are going to have forty to fifty thousand people, we are actually building up um, these different properties before I even open. Jeez, which I, is I, that's just awesome. oh my gosh you found a fantastic niche which is just yeah which is just awesome hey guys wasn't that awesome hey if you want to learn more about funds how to get going how to get started we did something cool i put together what i call a mini vault and we've recorded a ton of training videos and resources to help you launch a fund in addition to that i gave you my favorite pitch deck that i used for a fund previously i also give you a step-by-step -step guide of how to go through and launch your fund. Additionally, you once you get into our mini vault group, you are put into our private Facebook group. And guess what? I go live in there once a week to answer your questions specifically about the fund. And you get to interact with other fund managers from around the country and around the world. So if you're interested, go to www.investmentfundsecrets.com. You can hop in and join the group, join the private members group, get the resources, download the PDFs, and I would love to see you in there. Love you guys. Peace.